Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Know Nothing Nerd Podcast. My name is Lucas, one half of the show host, uh, uh, Wombo Combo, if you will. Today joined, as always, by the ever-fabulous Mr. Twitch. Yes, I am very fabulous. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. What's uh, What's the high-low of your day just today? High-low of the day. High, for sure, was meeting with a old professor slash mentor of mine at the film school, Mr. Will. Oh. Um, his last name is not Will, but I'm just going to call him Mr. Will. Give him a little anonymity. Um, through the podcast airwaves but uh meeting with him just kind of catching up seeing how he's doing um potential opportunities in the future horizon so yeah very nice very nice uh low was the fact that uh i did not go to bed on time last night therefore i did not wake up and do my job ah (laughs) yes this morning so I've heard it's usually important to It's to usually work. important to wake up and go to work. But this morning I definitely did not. And uh I'm looking at my bank account and I'm just like Oh oops. That's unfortunate. Yeah. But I can make it up. You'll make it up. That's good. That's good. Hi for me. Uh seeing your smiling face. Oh, that's today. so sweet yes. of you. And a low for me is that we are seeing You're also seeing my face. <laughs> no, no, no. The low for me is that this week already marks the end of our series. So, oh, so yes. I could see my breath. Yes. It feels like this was a shorter one, obviously. This was. Last, last month's was a four-parter. This is a three-parter. This is a three-parter. We kind of had some uh, monkeys thrown into the wrench. Um, yeah. Yeah, is that what? No, wrench no, is not. In, <laughs> we had a wrench thrown into the plan. Twitch is just trying to throw me off. <laughs> No, but uh, this is the last episode in the series, and today we are covering Stranger Things. Now, yes. um, a few things I wanted to say just before we get into this. You can find us on Twitter, at KNNerds. Yeah. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook, at KnowNothingNerds, uh, or Facebook.com forward slash KnowNothingNerds. Or you can shoot us an email at KnowNothingNerds at gmail.com. Today is starts the starts a new habit here at KNN where we warn our viewers before we just start right. talking about things that are high spoiler uh high spoiler content high spoiler something that have a There's lot of spoilers gonna be in them spoilers. There's going to be a lot of spoilers tonight. So uh just so you guys are aware we're going to be talking about season 1, we're going to be talking briefly about season 2. Yep. But if you have not watched season 1 yet, uh please avert your ears. And yes. Because you're entering a spoiler zone. Put on earmuffs for the next hour and uh, 10 minutes or so. Ish, yeah. Ish. And uh, then you can start listening back up after that. We will give you the all clear yeah. when it's good to go. Yeah. So, but until then, until then, avert, avert your ears. So if they if they got earmuffs on, how are we supposed to give them the all clear? Um. So maybe don't avert both your just watch watch Stranger Things right now. <laughs> Pause the podcast. Watch Stranger Things season one right now. Then come back to us. So just press pause. I'll, I'll, this is this is your moment right here. We'll wait for you. Take life we'll by the throat. We will wait. So Stranger Things Twitch is uh, a very amazing show, and I I was introduced to it about a year ago, way yep. way after it was released. I was I was um, exposed to the wonderful world that it was. And when I was watching it for the first time, I thought, wow, this is a really great show. This is really well done. 
Uh, I didn't know of the Duffer Brothers until that moment, and I mm-hmm. had infinite respect for them going on from then. Anything that they do, I will I will watch and love of them. So, Twitch, why don't you give us a quick little recap of the series? So, Stranger Things, it, it takes place in the town of Hawkins, which I don't even know which state that's supposed to be in. But it's set Indiana. in the... Indiana. There we go. Um, it's set in the 1980s, and... Uh, it follows the story of this group of young friends um, who are searching for their missing friend, Will, who the town thinks just went, ran away or something like that, or potentially was killed out in the wilderness. But in reality, he's in an alternate dimension, and these four friends, uh, three friends, um, know about it. And then some crazy stuff starts to happen with the introduction introduction of a young girl that is a part of a government conspiracy. Um, so yeah, that's the Stranger Things kind of just premise. So I, w- I was speaking with with Josh, a mutual friend of Twitch and I's, this week about Stranger Things, and one of the things that he said was that he's not going to watch season two because he's kind of a purist. He he doesn't like a lot of reboots of series and things like yeah. that. He believes that show should have one season. And I respect him for that. But I kind of asked him why, and he said they, there doesn't need to be a second season of Stranger Things because it's already pretty knit. It's already pretty tightly knit. There's yeah. no questions that were left. And when I was talking to him, it was before I rewatched the season. And this is only the second time I've seen the season all the way through. Okay. It was this time through. And so I kind of had a vague idea of how it ended, you know what I mean? I knew obviously what happened, but I didn't quite remember all the details. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't recall if they had left any open holes. And so I was like, maybe maybe he's got a point to, to say. Okay. That. You know, maybe okay. he's got a point. And then as I was watching it through, I got like a million things I'm excited about. Oh no, there's a bunch of two. questions you can ask. Yeah. But but they do they do wrap up the series uh kind of with the whole like eighties like uh premise and stuff. Um and homages to classic 80 films and shows and things. Why don't you, why don't you um, talk about that a little bit? Uh, so Mr. Stranger Things, if you guys have seen it or have not seen it, um, is straight up like, you know, love fest for all things 80s. Set in the 1980s, but then also it takes into account all kinds of 80 pop culture references as well. Um, so, um, specifically in the realm of like science fiction and horror, um, cause that's what the show is in its, you know, bare central. It's a sci-fi horror show, um, and heavily influenced by Stephen King and Steven Spielberg. I would say those are the two big influences there's on even, this show. There's even Stephen King references oh, in the show. It's blatant yeah, references, yeah, yeah. um, to it. Uh, like they show Stephen King novels, um, the title sequence, uh, the font that they use is based off of many Stephen King books. Sure, sure. Um, and, and even the music is very... The music is very, very prem- uh, reminiscent of, like, 80s films. Yeah, yeah. Um, so a couple of the big references uh, to it is... Or the big things that they take reference to is um, Spielberg and Stephen King's use of kids um, as far as, like... They're young kids that are going on this crazy adventure um, to find out something that they know more about than the adults. The adults are kind of 
dummies in the grand scheme. Yeah, and of I was going to say what I always found interesting, you know, now that we've I had just recently seen it for the first time, mm-hmm. you know, to your point, this what's weird about these kinds of shows is the the parents are lack thereof. Yes. You know what I mean? Is that they're there, but they, they always kind of seem like the Charlie Brown wah, wah, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, they're just they're just sort of fuzzy. They're yeah. kinda they're kind of blurry in the picture. Yeah. And not really they don't intervene, you know, mm-hmm. there's just uh Joyce is an exception to that. In but I don't, I don't she's know. She's still if, kind of she's actively searching but she doesn't have the knowledge that the kids have right the kids have still yeah. the bulk of the knowledge yeah the only one that's kind of the outlier in that in my opinion is hooper um the town cop who's burnt out but he's still actively like searching he he plays very similar to the role of chief brody in jaws um, oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's that's another easy reference to spielberg um also the on the Spielberg references. You get a lot of references to E.T. Um, in it. The kids are always riding on bikes. Um, they have uh, a scene in there where they're running away from the big bads. Um, and Eleven, who is telekinetic, uh, flips a van over top of the guys uh, that are riding the bikes, which is definitely like an homage to E.T. when E.T., who can use telekinetic powers makes the kids fly through the air on their, their bikes. Yeah. Um, another one of the good scenes is when 11 comes to live with Mike. Uh, when she's in the house alone, she starts watching cartoons, watching TV, going through and eating the food. Same thing happens in ET when he's at the house alone, he's going through the house, turning on the TV, eating the food. Yeah. Checking yeah. it all out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a lot of, like, homages are being painted throughout the series. And I think that's one of the reasons why, for me, I'm really attracted to it because it gives me that sense of nostalgia. And I think right now every every generation kind of goes through this, but I think right now it's even more powerful for uh, people in my age range um, who grew up in the 80s and 90s. We have access to technologies now, which – give us the ability to re-experience those things. Yeah, yeah. Um, some of the things that we re-experience from back then as adults were like, man, I thought this was a lot cooler when I was a kid. This is actually shit. Like movies, cartoons, if you rewatch them again, you're just like, how, how did I think this was a good thing? Totally, totally. And, and to your point, especially now that they're sort of going back to that time, and, and not necessarily stealing, but taking a lot of those ideas from films back in the day. Yeah. But doing them with technology from 2017 makes for really good television. Yes. You know, it looks great. Uh, it sounds great. The effects are fantastic. Um, so, you know. and One of the cool things with Stranger Things, too, is by them using that the 80s as a vehicle, they're able to take pieces from – these iconic films that people that grew up in the eighties and nineties um, really loved and latched onto because there's a lot of great movies that came out of the eighties. They're not all cheesy, you know, B class horror films and stuff like that. There's a lot of classic great movies from the eighties. So you have like E.T., you have stand by me, you have aliens, um, you have uh, uh, close encounters of the third kind. Yeah. Um, 
You have uh, oh, what's the big one that I'm I'm totally spacing on? You got Goonies. Um, oh my goodness, there's there's a couple of big ones that I'm totally spacing on. But those movies all had something that was like uh, killer about them that really drew the audience in, and especially kids from that time because a lot of those movies were based around kids. So yeah, um, like you know people that were in the middle school or high school and stuff like that, they would watch these and they're like, that's me on the screen. Um, And Stranger Things takes the best of those films and it uses a part of its uh, structure and story. So it makes it to where it's super engaging. Um, And people my age can like look at it and kind of be nostalgic and reminisce of those times and kind of wish you were in the shoes of Mike, Dustin and Lucas. Right. Um, right. So it's, it's one of those things where you're just like, Oh my gosh, this is badass. Like that's what we did as a kid. And on top of it, like we're seeing stuff on the screen that we definitely did as a kid. Right. Cause I rode my bike everywhere in my yeah. hometown. Yeah. Um, I played stupid games like role-playing games. Never played D and D as a kid. But I played role-playing games, like, with action figures with my friends. Yeah, Um, We would camp out in the woods. We would um, build forts and stuff like that. So seeing some of that stuff on screen, it's, like, cool to see. Because now when every time you see a movie that's got kids in it, they're on their freaking phone or on their computers playing video games. And that's not my childhood. Now, for me... I missed what you just said, that generation of growing up by the skin on my teeth. I'm just barely, like, old enough that I can also say, you know, that I grew up playing those kinds of games, you know, running around with my friends, riding around on bikes and shit like yeah. that. Um, but for me, you know, I was a 90s baby. Yeah. And so I didn't grow up, you know, I grew up with the internet. Yeah. Um, I didn't necessarily grow up with a phone in my hand. I didn't get my first phone until, like, high school ish. Okay. Um, but for me, my brother is around your age. Okay. And so we grew up watching the television that he grew up with because my parents knew it and they, they knew that it was okay. So, you know, I grew up with like original Sesame street, uh, you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. Mr. Rogers and stuff like that. I never really saw any of the, 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 the movies. Yeah. Um, it scared my sister. She the, the original, the we, original. TV I've never movie. seen it because of her. Okay. Um, she she wouldn't she wouldn't be bothered to see if, it. If but. you watched it, if you watch like, if you're to watch it, the TV miniseries as a little little kid, there is no doubt in mind that you'd be scared of it. But if you were to watch it when you're a little bit now? older, like you know high school age and stuff, yeah, you'd be like, what's there to be scared of? Sure. Although like. Granted, uh, Tim Curry, who plays Pennywise in that, is absolutely terrifying. Like, if you take, like, just in general, like, that would be a terrifying thing to run into. Yeah, yeah. For um, sure. And so, for me, I think when I see when I see shows that are reminiscent of the 80s, I think, um, I, think I personally get kind of in touch with growing up after that. Okay. Growing up without those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, growing up without the the need for those things, but knowing that, you know, Cam was doing all that stuff. Yeah. And, and I look up to him, you know, so it's kind of cool to to see that homage paid yeah. to, a, to a time before mine. 
Yeah, there's so many cool references in that movie, and it's just like it's it's show. nostalgic in that movie, in that show. Uh, just a nostalgic fest, nostalgia fest for people that grew up in that time frame. So, do do you think do you think it's Star Wars Episode Seven? Do you think it's too much of an homage? I don't think so. I think it plays the field for me. It plays the field sure. right sure. where it needs to be. And um, and don't hear me saying that. I, I episode seven is like one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. I don't think it, but I do think that. I thought it was you know, episode one was your favorite. Shut up. We'll get there, Twitch. <laughs> one more month. Um, I I I definitely do think though that you know Star Wars needed a lot of callbacks, a lot of throwbacks. To yeah. Episodes four, five, and six. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, is there ever a point in Stranger Things where you're like, okay, guys, yeah, I get it. Type thing. Yeah, yeah, like I get it. You're trying to be an '80s show. No. I don't think so. I think for me, every time I saw that stuff, it gave me like a point of like, ooh, that's awesome. I think the problem with Star Wars, uh, with doing all those references in Episode 7 and calling back to the the previous films, was due to the fact that it was basically referencing itself. Yeah. So where Stranger Things, it's completely new. Yeah. It's a new format. And also the fact that it was done over eight episodes. It wasn't done in one, one two hour block. Yeah, yeah. Um, where Star Wars was like definitely doing that. So Totally. It and I see where you're feeling. I wasn't too terribly that wasn't too terribly problematic with me and when I was watching episode seven. <clears throat> Granted, I think I've only seen it twice, so I might have a different opinion now. But Back to with Stranger Things, um, they didn't just do all these references like right in one episode. It was spread out across. Now, obviously, there was callbacks to the same homage, I guess you could say, or the same movie and stuff multiple times throughout the series. So like E.T., there was like all the way out through the the series. Um, Same thing with... uh, some of the stuff that was going on in the uh, Upside Down. I think some of those references, like, in the Upside Down were definitely, you know, multiple references, like, throughout the entire sure, show, sure. the season of the show. I think another great thing that I loved about it, um, and I, I pay kudos to my parents for this, um, is the music that they used. Yeah. Um, because, again, that was what I grew up listening to, you know. Uh, was just all, all the music in that is is so spot on. Yeah, you know, and just so great. It's so perfect for the tone of the show. Yeah, um, it's got a little bit of sci-fi feel to it and horror feel to it, like very reminiscent of Blade Runner. Like if you've ever seen, have you have you seen Blade Runner? I've seen the original Blade Runner. I haven't seen any any other. The the new the new movie we can. If we ever do Blade Runner, we can we can discuss my feelings on the new Blade Runner. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, yeah, the music is very reminiscent of Blade Runner, um, which it fit the show so damn perfectly. Um, and I also think that that type of music has kind of gone through a resurgent recently because there's a lot of artists out there that do music that is like very. 80s centric oh yeah music yeah um and and 
uh, even in the even in just episode six with the most recent that the episode that we're that we're talking about tonight when they yeah. played Corey Hart's sunglasses at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that was like I was like, Oh hell yeah. So even <laughs> even the songs that they pulled that they didn't create for the yes. show at, like they just did such a good job yeah. of, of surrounding us in that kind of world. Yeah. And they did a great job of it. Um and it sounds like they did a great job of it because you can say it's very rem- reminiscent of that time. And for me, it's cool because I'm like, wow, I wonder if it was actually like that, you know, um, in the 80s. Uh, to an extent, I can't give full account because I really was a kid of the 90s, if if that makes any sense. Yeah. I was born in the 80s, but I didn't get to experience the 80s um, as – that age of the people in the show. Sure. And I mean, um, yeah, it's, but it's I like, did watch those movies. I did watch those shows from the eighties. Sure, and sure. Stuff, so it's kind of like how I am with the nineties. <clears throat> yeah. I was born in the nineties, but really more a child Millennial kid, the early two thousands. <clears throat> um, yes. Yeah. Super proud to be a millennial. <laughs> super proud, super proud. It'll work out in the end. I'm sure it will. I think I think the millennials will come back around. All right. <laughs> you got to have faith in your own kind there, sir. I do. There's so, there's some good ones out there. There are some good ones. No. Um so season 1. Yes. Season 1 was a great season. As I said a little bit ago, it leaves enough open that I'm really, really excited for next Friday. Yeah. Or I guess tomorrow, yeah, for those tomorrow. of you who are hearing this when it goes live. Uh, I'm just super, super ecstatic about what, where they're going with yeah. it. But let, let's let's dive into season one a bit. Yep. A bit deeper than, than just our recap. Episode one, I, I loved. I loved their quote-unquote pilot. It wasn't really a pilot episode, though, was it? It's still a pilot. It's, it's still, still pilot. very much considered a pilot, even though um, it is the start of the story. It's still considered a pilot. Sure. It still would have been if it wasn't if that episode wasn't fully shot prior to them getting the green light. They definitely shot a portion of that and showed it to the execs. Sure. Um, but it's still definitely a pilot episode. Cool. Um, <clears throat> Love the episode. It set it set it up great. It was a great standalone t- episode of television. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I don't know. Talk a little bit about what you if just in season one in general. Just in season one in general. Um, I think my favorite part. I'll just go with my favorite parts. Yeah. Of the show is um, absolutely everything that dealt with the kids. Um, specifically Dustin, Lucas, and Mike um, were some of my favorite parts because those uh, those three kids and then you throw Elle in the mix, um, phenomenal characters. Um, they didn't act like child actors that you would see typically today. They actually felt like true actors yes. and actresses. And that's also something very much from the 80s too is that – the kids that were cast in those roles, like they weren't just like, you know, people trying to pretend that they're these characters. They were these characters. Right. Um, so you saw that a lot in like Stand By Me, The Goonies, um, E.T. and stuff like that. These kids were 
truly those kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I felt like I was watching something that was kind of really happening. Um, sure. And totally bought into it. Um, For me, I think my favorite set of characters, I, I love Dustin. Uh, and I'm a sucker for like one of the – I'm a sucker for romance that pisses me off. Uh, so um, Jonathan, Nancy, and Steve, oh, those God. three – that I, triangle yeah, that, the, pisses the, me off. The awkward triangle. So bad. And that's when you know it's good. Is yeah. When I, the, the more angry I am at people, especially Nancy, yes. the more I know that it's working. And, yeah. and those those three, they they take my heart for a roller coaster, and I love totally, every minute of it. Totally. Um, so season, I'm, I'm excited for season two of uh, Awkward Love Story. Have you seen season two trailer yet? I have. Like not the, the latest. The latest one. Not the latest one. Uh, spoiler alert for you. You're already screwed. Uh, one of the things that Nancy says in the trailer is she's talking to Steve. Uh, and she's like, why do we always fall in love when the end of the world is about to happen? You're like, oh, no, go to Jonathan. Yes. God damn it. Uh, I do not like Steve. You don't like Steve? I don't. Why do I like Steve? Because he's such a pompous, jackass, typical, like, teenage boy, jealous, like, I- I'm the hot, I'm hot shit type guy. So, but he is a teenage boy. Ugh. I like Jonathan more. Just I guess more I like, so because I can relate to Jonathan. I like Jonathan more too. But I, I'm I'm just saying like yeah, Steve's a douchebag, but I still like Steve. Ugh. Which makes this which makes the love triangle even harder for me because I'm like Nancy, go to Steve. No, go to Jonathan. Now outside of the show, Steve, the guy that plays Steve. Hilarious. I love that guy. He's a great guy. What else is he in? I really don't know. I've just seen a few interviews with him. Oh, you've seen some um, interviews And there's, there's, a, there's a fan theory out there, quote Uh-oh. unquote, that uh, there's this character on Parks and Rec. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, the theory goes uh-huh. that Steven and Nancy had a kid yeah, in the 1980s, and, that kid, and is... that kid is this character in... Parks and Rec, because yeah, yeah, that's right. Him and this guy from Parks and Rec look identical to each other. So, some of your favorite scenes. So, some of the favorite scenes that I have is when L uh, encounters uh, what's his bucket in the diner. Just that whole exchange between the two, um, and then my heart broke when he got a bullet to the head. I like that guy. I know, and he got ruined. I know. I was so. Pissed. That was very upsetting. So pissed about yeah. that when he got the bullet to the head. Um, and then pretty much any scene with Hopper in it, like, I would count up there in my favorites. Um, I think he's such a uh, – he's a complex character, um, and also he's kind of, like, done with the big city bullshit. So yeah. he's just like, I just want to go to a small town and have an easy job where, like, the toughest thing I got to deal with is, you know, the crazy lady down the street lost her dog again or the dog ran away. Sure. Again. Like, that's the craziest thing I have to deal with. What did he say? The, the the worst case I've had in Hawkins in the four or whatever years he's worked here was when Mrs. Eleanor or whatever her name was got a bat in her hair because she thought it was a nest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's the biggest thing he's had to deal with. And, yeah. now, and, and now I think part of them, like – gets all excited yes. when he's got to yes. deal with all this. He's like, okay, good. Finally something interesting yeah. happening in this town. No, and I think that it was one of those things where 
because he was dealing with so much tragedy that he didn't want to. He wanted to be in that tragedy. Yeah. Like, he wasn't trying to heal himself from that. And I think that this whole. Uh, this whole series of events that happens in his town was able to help him heal and become the person that he was really meant to be. Yeah. I, I, th- um, I think what you were saying that he really wants to be in the struggle really shows in episode eight uh, when he, when, the, when him and Joyce finally find will in the upside down, right yeah. at the school. And uh, he's just like pounding on the kid. Yeah. Um, it's like, I lost my daughter, but I'm not going to lose you. Yeah. Something. And you see the flashbacks yeah. and they kind of go back and forth really well done yeah. scene. But yeah, to your point, you really see him kind of come into this character. Yeah. You know. So anything with him, um, some of the other great scenes that I saw were uh, with um, Dustin trying to bring the gang back together. Uh, being the only reasonable being the one. only reasonable one that whole monologue of his was just great we'll talk more like, about that Dustin is he is my hero like out of those those four and stuff like he's that. incredible um definitely he, my favorite out of he's the, four. the comic relief um but he's also the one with uh <laughs> kind of like the sage advice yeah uh yeah. of the group which is kind of a twist on some of those things because usually the fat funny kid, you know, that's all they're there for. But Just to be the Dustin actually one. brings something legitimate to the yeah, table. Yeah, yeah. So those, I would say those are some of my favorite scenes. Um, wasn't too enthralled by the stuff that was taken on in the government facility. You weren't. No. Are you at all curious as to what they're going to explore that in season two? Like, I what, am, what, but with, it's like it's not a huge – like I'm not as invested in that side of stuff. You're not at all like what happened between Hopper and them? No, not really. You don't care what the deal was that they made? Well, I know what the deal was that no, they you don't made. What, you don't know what the deal he, was. To keep his mouth shut. No. What deal are you talking about? So you remember when they're in the car – no, 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 sorry. Do you remember when they're at the hospital after they found Will? Will's in the hospital. Yes. And Hopper's outside smoking a cigarette. And that car pulls in, and he just gets in the back and drives away. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. So, yeah, I, get, I, I am interested in that, see what happens to that. So the, ga- the gal I was watching, again, so the last time I watched content before, I promised that I would never watch source uh-huh. material with someone again. I wound up doing it. And I was watching it, and the girl I was watching it with was like, okay, I think that they are just having her uh, – I think that they're having Hopper be Elle's, like, guardian angel while she's in the Upside Down. Okay. Because now they don't have the Demogorgon to open up more portal doors, so she's kind of trapped in there. Yeah. And so – She's she was she said to me she was like okay I bet you they have Hopper down there so that well don't they have a scene where he goes and gives he puts the food in the box right yeah oh, man that's such a weird yeah I really don't know I I don't have much now you're a little more curious though yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'm super interested in that okay my dad and I always watched like spy mystery movies together growing yeah. up and so. That kind of stuff I love, like conspiracies okay. and shit. So I, I'm really excited to see where they take that. I hope they keep well, that in there. Let me let me let me rephrase then. 
I wasn't to the the experiment stuff that they were doing, like the flashbacks and stuff. That stuff didn't really like you know pique my interest. It kind of furthered the story though. It did, but it wasn't piquing my interest. Like All it right. wasn't like All right. Because the stuff that's dealing with the kids or you know Joyce and Hopper or uh, Nancy and Jonathan and stuff like that stuff felt more like this Revelant. is this is the shit that's really building the, the yeah. show because yeah. it's like. That my my whole thing, and we've talked about this before. It's like my whole thing is character. Like, yeah. if it's showing yeah. more of who the character is, then put that's, it in there. That's what gets me going. Sure. So, uh, I I kind of hope they explore a little bit more of uh, the the Cold War, and that they sent L into yeah the Cold War. And so this is kind of a bit of theory crafting here. Not really though. Twitch and I were doing a little exploration yesterday, a few days ago, and we found out that on IMBD, there's four seasons of Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is very curious. I want to see what season two sets up, Mm -hmm. but it would be very interesting if they explored that more. If they started, if this, if it, if it turned into something about war, what would you think about that? I think it needs to stay horror. I think there needs if, to be a monster. If they do more stuff that's dealing with, like, Cold War, dealing with Russia and stuff like that, I think they might be jumping the shark. So I think if they try to bring in, like, a storyline like that, because I think they did enough exploration of it. Like, her purpose was to do yeah. spy-type work through telekinesis. They can leave it at that. Um, that's I think that's where it needs to be left. So if they bring in an actual thing where, like, else going about and like being this badass spy over in Russia or something like that. Then maybe, maybe not too much. Too what do much. you, what do you think about the Thessal Hydra? The th- what, what? That's the monster in season two. I have no idea. Oh, okay. Cause I haven't, I, they, they tease it in episode eight. Okay. Oh, with them playing D and D. I'm playing D and D again. Okay. He's, he's the Thessal Hydra. And then that's what the monster looks I, like in season two. Are you sure about you that? You really that the need trailer? to see the ad. Yeah, you I really, really need to see the yeah. season two trailer. No, we could watch it right now. Just do a take, take a like a take a fiver or tour, and then you went to the bathroom yesterday for eight minutes. I think we can take. <laughs> so I forget where we ended our last conversation. So this is gonna be a cheesy cut, but I just I, I think it was you making fun of me because I didn't know what the hell Thessal Hydra was, and so I just yeah. showed Twitch the trailer. Um, and so we watched it. And so I guess now would be a better time than ever to just talk about the trailer then real quick. Uh, what? <laughs> I feel like such an idiot. For type what? Thing. Just the whole Thessal Hydra thing. And you're like, you're making fun of me, dude. I was not making you fun of me. You totally was were. I make, I'm sorry, you were. Twitch. I'm sorry. You don't got to be sorry. I feel like it's fodder for the podcast. <laughs> Season Such tra- an idiot! God damn it, Twitch! You're you're the you're the know nothingest of the know us nothingest all of the nerds. The trailer was good. Trailer is good. Um, definitely, definitely going to be interesting to see what they do with it. Um, because now now so it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how the characters react because all the main players in the show. Are in the know. Yeah, they know what's happening. Yeah, they know what's going on. They know that 
shit's getting weird. Yeah. And, but they probably don't know how to take care of it yet. So it's going to be interesting to see with that new knowledge, how they're going to go about doing it. Um, totally. So high hopes for, high hopes for that. And, and by the way, now's a better time than ever. Um, we are, we're going to upload a podcast in which Twitch and I are going to be discussing, uh, the season two of stranger things. Yes. But it's it's not going to be in the series of uh, so cold like or so scared I could see my breath. It's not going to be in the series of November. It's just going to be a special. Yeah, it's going to be a series. bonus episode. There's going to be no questions or anything like that. It won't affect us in any way. We're, we just want to nerd out about it. Yeah. Uh, so that that'll be coming in the near future on the horizon. For now, for time's sake, Twitch, let's talk about episode six, um, the episode of choice for today's source material. Yes. And in my opinion, one of my favorite episodes of the series. I think my second favorite. Okay. Season uh, Episode 8 was definitely my favorite. Yeah. But uh, Episode 6 was definitely close behind it. Super yeah. good episode. A lot of a lot of the character development kind of led to season or to Episode 6. Yes. And and that took us to the final two episodes. Yeah. Um it's it's kind of a pivotal part in the story. Yeah, that's um, that's the word I was looking for. So Kind of the cool things, and we'll talk about this. Uh, we'll get some questions on it, too. But one of the cool things with it is that we see from the previous episode, L and the other guys, uh, Lucas, Dustin, and Mike, um, are trying to find where the gate is. And L kind of takes them off in this weird area because she doesn't want to go back there because she knows what's there. She knows what's waiting for her and she knows what's going to, what's going to happen to them. Yeah. So and, it and splits the group. Um, and then, well, they, they find out that L is, is taking them is, yeah. is playing them. They, yep. they find out that L is playing them. Lucas gets the most upset. Uh, L ends up using a little superpowers on him. And it, at first it's a split between, the three of the of our main boys and yep. L, uh, and then it ends up being a split between Lucas and Will. Yep. Uh, so Mike. anyway, can, yeah. Sorry, Lucas, Lucas and Mike. Mike. Sorry. Um, um, and then L runs off on her own and disappears. So in episode six, it's everybody's kind of separate, um, but then some key players kind of start to come a little bit more together. Jonathan and Nancy come become even closer. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, we start to see a little bit more formation of that love triangle that's going on between Nancy, Stephen, and yeah, uh, we Jonathan. See, we see a lot of emotion yeah. know, between the three um, of them. And then uh, we also see uh, how Nancy, or not Nancy, Joyce and Hopper have really banded together to kind of solve this thing, figure out Agreed. what is actually going on Agreed. in this facility. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so to to follow up with Joyce and Hopper, they they get a lead that Hopper kind of has this realization that maybe he's been searching for L this whole time that he thinks he's been searching for Will. Yes, and all these clues that he's heard of people seeing someone with shaved hair, he thinks it's Will. Is actually starting to think maybe this is Eleven. Yeah. So they go on this wild goose hunt. Anyway, they they find a girl named Terry and they drive to her house and and have a chat with her, her sister mostly. Yeah. Because Terry has kind of been rendered useless by this whole thing, and this was something that I actually wrote down. And this is this is uh, self-proclaimed show genius Lucas here, okay, crafting this theory that 
as Joyce is leaving their house, she kind of follows behind and looks at Terry for a second, who's yeah. just kind of like looking at the TV, not really saying anything. And it kind of zooms in on Joyce's face a little bit. And for me, it was her realizing that, like, okay, whether or not Will is real, am I actually going crazy? Yes. And if I keep going yes, down yes. this rabbit hole, am I going to end up like No, it is here? clearly it's a juxtaposition or is a juxtaposition or foreshadowing, man. It's kind of both. Uh, but it's her realizing that She's if I the- can't find out the truth about my son – legitimately this is what's in store this is me. for me I, i'm beginning my descent into madness yes. and in five years time if i don't see will this is going to be me yes and i think i think for a split second it kind of she goes into fight or flight and i think for a split second she wants to run yeah. she's like okay i'm not doing this anymore but then later in the episode and obviously in episodes seven and eight you see her really let that like drive her Yes. It's like, no, I am finding Will. Yes. I know he's alive. I'm going to go get him. Yeah. So it's stuff like that that makes the episode really cool. Um, I do want to point out that Terry's sister, what an asshat. Like, uh, yeah, you could come in and try and talk to her. And then she lets Hopper and uh, Joyce talk to this catatonic woman who is obviously not saying anything. And the sister's just standing in the background. And she could have easily said, yeah, by the way, she doesn't speak speak to anybody because she's been traumatized. Who knows, though? Maybe she thought that it would have been different that time. No, the look on her face kind of sold it. I'm just being a bitch. I I try and be the optimist. (laughs) I really do. I was so pissed at that lady. I was like, you... That's so rotten of you that to is do. Rotten. Like you're just putting your sister on display here to be kind of like, you know, be p- poked fun at. I guess I don't know. But they do find out genuinely good information. They do if for she sure. Just turned them away, then they 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 wouldn't have gotten out of that what they did. But I think they could also just ask the sister the questions that they wanted to. Even That's fair. even if she said, "Hey, well." my sister doesn't talk because of this reason. And then the, the whole like, uh, well, it was a miscarriage thing could have come out of that and stuff. And they could have gone down all the questions that they asked her. That's fair. Without the sister being such a ass hat. So anyway, um, so that scene happened. I love that scene. The other scene is, or I guess the two other scenes I really loved in this episode was, uh, the scene with Troy. Uh, when Troy finally catches up to oh Mike yeah and Dustin and yeah Mike, and Mike and Dustin are all alone yeah and Troy's got a switchblade yep and they chase him down they end up going to a place that was foreshadowed in an earlier episode when Hopper's standing off the edge of the cliff and is like if you jump off this the water basically turns into cement yeah and so Troy catches up to him with his other buddy I don't know what his friend's name is um, but. Dustin, God bless his heart, swings a stick at Troy, and Troy ends up getting him in kind of a hostage situation and says, hey, you know, jump or... Mike, jump or I'm I'm going to take your teeth out, cut your mouth open. Take Dustin's teeth out. And I think that was an... uh, I don't know. It it, it was a very interesting moment. It was very tense. um, And it, it was also, you know, Elle's moment to shine. Yeah. It's... That was like reminiscent of 
every bully in an 80s film or 80s uh, story, like when it deals with kids, like the bully is going to go to extremes and like threaten to cut a kid open or something like that. Uh, they did it in Stand By Me. Yeah. They did it in the the TV movie It and then also in the book It, like they do the same thing. Um, the bully is like extreme sociopath. Yeah, just like really weird. Yeah. <laughs> so... So yeah, that was that was kind of crazy and just oh my gosh. I yeah, like, L saves the day. Yep, no no su- secret there. And I guess the other kind of significant thing that happens in that episode, big significant, uh, is the fight between Jonathan between and Jonathan and Stephen. Stephen, yeah, big. Which man, Stephen deserved every hit he got off that, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I won't lie. Yeah. He was, like, basically saying everything that could have triggered Byer, Jonathan That's Byers. That's fair. And he knew that that, he, that was the point. Yeah. That was the point. So, um, so yeah, episode episode six. Yes. Super good. What what we, we, we only do this every once in a while, especially – I think we've only done this one other time. Uh, I, what do you rate the season? The season? The season as a whole. Like, out of – one out of ten, A plus, B plus. Yeah, let's give it a letter grade. Last let's time give we gave it, it out grade. of ten. Today, let's give it a letter grade. Ah, uh, I'm gonna go with a solid A. A. Yeah. I will also give it an A. Yeah. It's definitely up there in uh, some of my favorite TV shows I've ever watched. Yeah, for sure. Um, and a lot of that, I you, there's you can attribute a lot a lot of that due to the fact that it's very nostalgic sure um, sure so um so yeah i guess that's why i would give it a cool for sure so for time's sake twitch let us move into the uh know something quiz section of the podcast where us know nothings find out if we actually learned something and today is going to be interesting because we both are pretty well versed in stranger things yes. so we'll see you reign supreme truly today uh, and this is also the final questionnaire in our series, uh, So Scared I Could See My Breath. Yes. And so stay tuned for the end of this podcast episode to see who is going to be taking a tour through Haunted House. Yes. Um, so, and also with that, uh, you guys at home, we want you guys to be as involved as you want to be or as involved as you can be. And so we've given you guys opportunities for that. So if at any point throughout this podcast we have said some incorrect information, we want you guys to call us out on it. And so you can reach out to us at Twitter at KNNerds. You can reach out to us on Facebook at KnowNothingNerds or Facebook.com forward slash KnowNothingNerds. Or you can feel free to email us at KnowNothingNerds at gmail.com. So, yeah, the questions. Do you have questions? Kind of, not kind really. Kind of, not really. I'm kind of in the same boat. So there might be some long pauses. So the, there's going to be some long pauses. These pauses are brought to you in part by the 90s. Because <laughs> uh, I don't think it would be fair to do nostalgia questions with you. No, you can't do nostalgia questions. They have to be episode six related. Well, they are episode six No, you related, can't but say they're... how many callbacks are to... It no. What is what is this callback to? Like, what is this scene a callback to? Definitely not, because um, I haven't seen a great majority of the things that these reference. Who's um, asking the first question? You. 
Me? Yeah. What's L's real name? Jane. There goes my only chance at stumping you. <laughs> Congratulations, Mr. Twitch. You have been rewarded three points. So, so you're up to ten? Yeah. Ten. Ten nine, to nine. Ten to nine. You pull ahead. I did pull ahead for a second. My God. Until we calculate fantasy football. <laughs> um, how are Nancy and Jonathan planning on getting the Demi Gordon? What, like, how are they planning on uh, tracking it? Tracking it, yeah, by drawing blood. There you go, three points, sir. Thank you, sir. These are these are like really hard to like ask a stump worthy yeah. question, um, and I, I probably won't keep this in the podcast. But when we talk, when we meet, and to mm-hmm. talk about it, I think we should rethink. Yes, how we're going to do this? Yeah, section to make it a little more difficult. Yeah, what was the quest called that Dustin brought up when uh, he was getting Lucas? Oh. Oh, yeah. and also, by the way, I'm at 12 now. You're 12. 12 to 10. I think you're going to pull ahead even a little bit further. Oh. Was it something with a road? Yeah. Yeah. Remember that. I'll give you 10 more seconds. Yeah, you might as well just. The blood trail. The blood trail. Not in a million years. Not in a million years. I didn't pull that out of my head like I did with uh, Scary Brandon. (laughs) Scary Terry, (laughs) Scary Brandon. That was That was impressive. That was was very impressive. Ah, dang it. Um, So you've been stunted at 10. Yes, I'm at 10. Which remains at 10. Okay, how does Mike deal with his frustration of L leaving and the team being split up? Goes and kicks over a fort. Yep. In a fit of rage. (laughs) Which I hate to say it, but it was reminiscent. When he did that, first thing that came to mind was like, is he pretending to kick the shit out of L? <laughs> Damn. He was just angry. Yeah, but like he's doing like out of all the places he kicks, he kicks where she's been sleeping. That's fair. We were joking if she was still sleeping there. Yeah, yeah. Like he went over and kicked it and you just hear L Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> You stupid! Why did you do this to me, my friends? Ah! <laughs> kicking the girl with telepathy—great idea, right? I think I think in Carrie that proved to be a bad idea to yeah, poke, right? Poke the bear that has telekinetic powers. You're at fifteen now. Well, yeah, I'm at fifteen, but here's the thing: you're at ten. Yeah. So uh, if I if I throw you one, if I throw you an easy one. If I get this one right, then you have a chance. I have a chance. If you get this wrong, I win. No matter what. Yeah. Because yeah. the 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 fantasy football is only worth three points. Yeah, we did agree to. That. So if you get this right, and then you win fantasy football, you will win. Potentially, because I have one more question to ask you too. No, you don't. Yeah. You do. Oh, okay. Never mind. We're good. But if I even though even still if I get this one wrong, this is my I'm third screwed. question. Right, right. Yeah, right. 
Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Correct. All right, give me 20 minutes. <laughs> At least. What were Nancy and Barb shopping for? They're shopping for a dress. Is that your final answer? Steve or no. a skirt? No. An outfit? No. He's wrong. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> He's what wrong. were they shopping for? A bra. A bra? She was shopping for a bra with Barb, and it took her a half hour to find one. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, dude. <laughs> that was exciting because I – dude, I was – sorry, Mike. I was nervous. I don't even want to ask a third Ooh. question. You don't have to. Uh, what is the sound that uh, – Steve's face makes when uh, <laughs> Jonathan punches it. A lot like this. That's 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 the sound that my fist is gonna make with Tw- your face. Twitch is very pleased. Ah, uh, my other one was going to be what um, what flavor of pancake did Nancy's mom make? Pancake flavored. Shit, I would have gotten either of those right. Vanilla blueberry. Blueberry. I made blueberry pancakes, and then this pissed me off when later in the scene, when she's cutting the pancake for the little baby, uh-huh. the only normal one in the show. Yeah, yeah. They're not blueberry pancakes. They're that plain. is true. That is true. They're regular pancakes. They're regular pancakes. So here we are a week later, and um, I I am not only the winner, but I've also overcome and defeated the uh, the fantasy football. Yeah. That we had. So do you have the final scores? I do have the final scores. Give me a second. Twitch is getting the final scores. Uh, This does not affect the outcome of the um, so scared I could see my breath. Twitch is still the loser. I still am the loser. I'm still going to go suit my pants when I go to the haunted house, which will take place the first weekend of November. Yeah, more on that as we get closer to that date. Um but yes, for those of you who were interested to know and who kind of reigned supreme in the fantasy football, it was me. Yes. And Twitch has the scores, I believe. Wait, 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 whoa, whoa. <laughs> what? So. Twitch just had a heart attack. No way is this true. Did he win? No way is this true. Did you come back around and win? You won. So, yeah. So, Luke, uh, we sh- we should have checked before. Again. Yeah, That's once so again. Funny. Because going into Monday night. So, the way it worked out with this, with the fantasy football one, is that we had from games starting on Thursday all the way to Monday. Yeah. And most of the games were played all the way through Sunday. And then there was one game left for Monday night. And going into that Monday night game, Luke was at 95. He had already played all his players except for maybe one. I, I have no idea. I can't you remember. You got 50 points so in the game? Apparently, I got something close to that. So, Monday night, uh, Lucas was at 50, and I was like around – or he was at 90, and I was like at 50. But turns out I just opened the app again, and I pulled ahead and beat you with less than a point. Yeah, it's true. I'm looking at it right now. 
I had 95.16, and Twitch had 96.52. Because my quarterback turned it around for me and kicked Tom Brady's ass. Yeah, he sure did. 32.02 points from your quarterback. Damn. Now, it still doesn't change anything, but that's mighty impressive that you came back from a – Oh, and I also gotta, a, I got to throw thanks out to uh, my defensive team, the Rams, against your defensive team of the Ravens. Uh, my defensive team got 17 points over your two points. Gentlemen, at the end of today, Lucas sits at 15, Twitch sits at 10. The end of today's points, or the end of this challenge is, could accumulate to Twitch being at 13 and me being at 15. And, however, regardless, ladies and gentlemen, I reign supreme. Twitch is a loser. So here's why I'm happy about this. Not bec- not only because I don't have to go through a haunted house. I think I would have been okay going through a haunted house. Okay. But I was beginning to, to seriously beat myself up thinking that every month I was just you going to lose. You were going to be a loser. And I was like, there's no fun in that if I just lose every month. Oh, there's plenty of fun because I get to watch you fu- do ridiculous things. Every month, yeah. So, um, yeah, there you have it. Yeah, so I'm uh, How you feel? So Luke Reigns champion. I feel good. I'm okay with it. Yeah. So there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Stranger Things in a nutshell. Great show. Great show. Great, great show. show. Nicely done, Mr. Twitch. Yes. This se- se- series. Join us next week when we discuss... <laughs> Something? <laughs> Something. We'll throw it out there on Facebook and Twitterland what we're going to discuss. Yes, we will. Um, and we also don't have a name for our next series yet. I was thinking Not So Thanksgiving. Not So Thanksgiving. I like that. Um, I like that. That could be fun. So, yeah, but keep in touch with us, and we'll see you guys in a week with a new topic. Uh, we love you. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Uh, don't worry, your pretty heads. We'll be... I don't know where I was going. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, everyone.